0: It is a Friday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. We got to talk about ASU Sun Devils basketball getting ready to take on the USC Trojans over the weekend. Eric Gentry made some awesome news for the Sun Devils football team, and we got to talk some transfer roundups for the Arizona State Sun Devils football team. This is the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. <laughs> sun devils your daily podcast on the arizona state sun devils part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and welcome to the locked on sun devils podcast my name is richie bradshaw i'll be one of your guides today for everything arizona state sun devils football basketball and a little bit of everything in between Joined always is my good friend Connor Drios. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, myself at Richie Brads36, Connor at C Drios, and also follow the podcast at L O underscore Sunlevel. Speaking of that podcast, it is free and available on all platforms. That's right. Wherever you get your podcast, we're there Monday through Friday, whether that's Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, we're there. And we're in video format now. We're on YouTube. So make sure you hit that subscribe button like the video let us know that we're doing good talk about how handsome we are and how terrible our sports takes are because let's be honest connor
1: that's pretty much all we're good for around here right Uh, or or good i mean like you gotta have a mix like we people put themselves into the media right by having some of their bad takes but you gotta have some good ones as well otherwise no one's gonna come back this this is very true and we we got
0: plenty of those the debbie downers over here but with that being said We're actually going to go ahead and hop right into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, and that's previewing the basketball team going to USC to take on the Trojans. Connor, those Trojans are a ranked basketball team. They're a very good basketball team. They're one of the better teams
1: in the Pac-12. How is ASU going to stack up against these dudes? Yeah, so USC um, actually played a pretty close game to to Colorado as we uh, record this podcast on Thursday night, so a little bit unexpected there, but currently ranked number 16. Um, USC, as we had talked about, has had uh, just a lot of off time, right? ASU had a game against them earlier in the season that they ended up having to have rescheduled. Uh, so now they, they essentially have a, a meeting with their maker. They've got a really good USC team um, that hopefully ASU, they've really only got a game under their belt in the last couple of days. So uh, they have that game that they just beat up against uh, Utah earlier on Monday, but then they'll have uh, the game that we had already previewed for Stanford, uh, on Friday night, and then they have a game against USC. So ASU is heading out on a three-game road trip, which is not going to be easy for them. So we'll see how they can essentially kind of stay competitive, as we had mentioned through uh, yesterday's podcast, speaking about what we want to see out of them over the next couple games. But Richie, this team for USC, like they just—they've got scores of uh, uh, essentially—they've got really good uh, basketball players, namely Isaiah Mobley. Isaiah Mobley is scoring fifty point three points per game essentially is going to be the the guy they have to watch out for. They do have several other players scoring over 10 points a game. Richie, I was doing a little bit of research, and uh, I, I think I might have told you before the podcast, but um, USC has three players in the Pac-12 that are top 20 in points per game. Do you know how many players ASU has that are top 20? Real quick, is that tw- top 20 in
0: the conference or top 20 in the nation? Just conference, Just conference. Okay, all right. Um, well, I assume that ASU probably has three top score, top 20 scores on the team, but I don't know if we have any top scores
1: in the top 20 in the Pac 12. Uh, so it's essentially three for USC while ASU has a whopping one. Then, if we even open up, is it Horn or Kamani? It is Horn. So, DJ Horn comes in at, I'm looking at the list in front of me right now. Star uh, DJ of the Horn, on Sun Devils podcast. DJ. DJ Horn is 14th in the Pac 12, scoring 13.2 points per game. Isaiah Mobley uh, for USC is scoring 15.2. So, not this huge, huge gap between 5 and 14, but still a gap. Uh, but after that, you have players such as Chavez Goodwin, uh, who's scoring 13 points per game. Uh, and then Boogie Ellis, uh, scoring 12.6. Boogie uh, so Ellis. Now- that,
0: that sounds like an 80s superstar right there. It does.
1: Um, so now, if we extend it to even the top 30 in the Pac-12, uh, USC also has a player for Drew Peterson scoring uh, 11.1 points per game. So that's their four scoring over 10 that I had mentioned. Now, as I included the extra 10, given USC an extra player, we don't have anybody else other than Horn in the top 30. That's it. Not even Lawrence Kamani. does co- Kamani comes in at 31, so there is a bit of a oh. stipulation with that. Uh, but USC knows how to score points, man. So they they seem to have a little bit of an off night against Colorado. Um, I, I don't necessarily have Colorado's defensive stas- statistics in front of me. Um, so I'm not quite sure if they just kind of gave them a little bit of a, a run for their money tonight or I didn't check out the box score. So I didn't see how good USC was or how efficient they were. That being said, ASU has got their work cut out for them. ASU's um, ASU's had really solid defense this year, but I'm not sure that's going to be enough uh, against USC on Sunday.
0: So a couple things that I want to add real quick that are just kind of Kind of tongue-in-cheek here. First thing, the first time you were talking about their top scorer, I know you said 15.2. I heard 50.2, and in my head I was like, huh, that's that's almost what ASU's averaging a game, and I was like, I know I didn't hear him right. I'm going to wait for him to say it again before I start gawking. Second thing, Kamani being at 31, let's put a little respect on the number 31, okay? Some people don't realize that 31 is an important number to some people because a lot of people think it's just 30. And quite frankly, the 31st is is very important. As someone who was born on May 31st, and everyone assumes when I you say, oh, oh, the last day of May. Oh, you were born on the 30th. Ooh. No. Those people I, are uneducated, my friend. Probably U of A people. But I, I am an advocate. I am an advocate for 31. So if... If Kamani is 31, then look at that. He just he just became my favorite player, and I'm going to defend that man until the day I die. So
1: anyway, th- like I said, that's all tongue-in-cheek. Going back to USC's offense, looking at the Pac-12 statistics as a whole, essentially in scoring, rebounds, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, they are top three, uh, in, or sorry, uh, assists, and I think blocks as well. If I remember, they're top three or better. We're uh, really just top three um in the Pac-12 and all those statistics when it comes to steals uh, I think they're a little bit lower on that list they are 10th and then the free throw percentage we kind of talked about this a little bit yesterday for some reason they're dead last in the Pac-12 conference but at the end of the day when you're as efficient as they are inside uh the arc outside the arc um kind of doesn't matter as much I mean maybe when you're playing some of the better teams that have a, a little bit of a better defense and can score almost as well as you Maybe that'll make up the difference for USC, but ASU's got their work cut out for them. There's a chance, Richie. They're coming off of a loss against Stanford, um, a a loss that maybe we weren't thinking. uh, It's it's not so much that I'm expecting them to win, but let's say they kind of get their butts kicked against Stanford the same way they did against Cal. If they're coming off of uh, essentially only two days rest after a defeating win still on the road, not sure they're going to be able to hang with with USC very well.
0: I was going to say, I mean, you might be running into a team that's pretty PO'd, about the way that they're playing basketball, so <laughs> woo, Bless you, sir. Glad we got that. <laughs> but yeah, Connor, it's it's going to be a tough game, especially going on the road, going down to LA. I I don't like our odds, and I mean this is this is one of the cream of the crop kind of teams in the Pac twelve. The way they've been playing this year then UCLA and U of A are the class of the Pac-12, and it feels like it's everybody else after them. And unfortunately, after everybody else, then there's a issue. So we're going to be in for a very long night at the court. We'll be sure to keep everyone posted on how the game goes against Stanford, which hopefully, if it goes good, gives us a little more hope going into the USC game. But Connor, all ended it at this for us. I don't like our chances. I think I would comfortably take USC in this game.
1: Definitely gotta agree with you, my friend. Uh, I, I think for both Stanford and uh, USC, I haven't seen the lines on them just because we're several days out from some of those games. Uh, if if Stanford uh, is anything um, greater than like twelve, I might take ASU. Same thing for for USC. I am not sure how many more points are going to be given ASU, but I gotta imagine they're over ten, somewhere between ten to fifteen. But uh, it's a lot of a lot of points, mm-hmm. but. The way ASU's playing right now, I, I think Stanford's going to be a better barometer before I start betting on some of those games. So.
0: Exactly. So I, I think we'll just put a pin in there right there. We're going to go ahead and get ready to talk about our favorite our favorite linebacker going into 2022, Eric Gentry, and some of the news that he made. But first, got to talk to
1: you about our good friends over at NetSuite. Yep, you said it, Richie. So this is it. The putt to win the tournament. And if you sink it, that championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. And is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for the new year, NetSuite is a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Again, that is netsuite.com slash locked.
0: all right and again like we talked about at the top of the show i do want to thank you guys so much for making this podcast your first listen or view every day free and available on all platforms audio or now youtube so be sure to subscribe make sure to follow like do all that fun stuff that tells us we're doing a good job we don't want those negative thumbs down just keep that out of there fun fact connor we i think we have three reviews on spotify and they're all five stars so just Humble brag that the Sun Devil, the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, is a five star podcast. No, no big deal. I mean, just to kind of suit our own horn. Look at that! Look at that flex. It, it's 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 because of the shirt. Like it. I definitely have muscle. I definitely have muscle.
1: We need a hell of a lot more than three reviews. But with that, let's go ahead and talk about some uh, Eric Gentry news that we got <laughs> earlier this week.
0: Yeah. So Eric Gentry, uh, our favorite linebacker going into 2022, consensus All American Connor that's a big big deal so the the all-american that we're talking about obviously is the freshman team now remember that gentry had made the pac 12 all American or uh all freshman team which wasn't too much of a surprise because he was very very flashy but to be a all-american and a consensus nonetheless that's huge praise for gentry what that tells me is that and this is for the fdwa FDAA, the Football Writers Association of America. So it's not like some smaller little little place. This is actually a pretty. That sounds like the
1: the ADAA or whatever that is from the movie Dodgeball, the American Dodgeball Football. Association of America. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I like catches a
0: hula hand. I'm curious how many are you know? what? I guess our population is. Pro- probably the people around our age i'm used to teaching eighth graders who don't understand any of my references so they were talking about chant or uh, uh sea i said who knows shamu blank faces i was like you kids had no childhood but yeah that that was my reaction i was like what is wrong with you guys but <laughs> anyways that that's not about eric gentry eric gentry being a consensus all-american that's a really big deal connor and i was looking at some of the names he's up against CJ Stroud was on that list. He was like the number two Heisman finishing quarterback this year for Ohio State. There was another Ohio State quarterback or not quarterback uh, player as well with Travion Henderson making that list. And there was a Alabama linebacker. I need to look at his name. It was uh, um, 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 Dallas Turner. Wait, Dallas Turner? Dallas Turner. Yes, Alabama linebacker. So good company for Gentry to be joined in. Clearly, the FDAA and potentially the media are going to be taking note of this kid moving
1: forward. So, super exciting, honestly. Yep, so I've, I've got a couple of different nuggets, uh, especially on this game, but... Hit me! So, or not not this game, sorry. Uh, for Eric Gentry, as far as, like, how he performed this season, PFF rates him as the 2nd highest graded true freshman linebacker. Uh, coverage in the FBS, Gentry's been credited with only five missed tackles, uh, which, granted, he played in, like, uh, he, he didn't play the full season, right? He was playing behind three other starters, uh, probably got his start. I don't necessarily remember when he got his first snaps, but was playing more than likely due to an injured linebacker. Uh, but regardless, was tied for ninth among true freshman uh, FBS linebackers with 250 or more s- snaps. That is tied for fourth fewest missed tackles of any linebacker in the Pac-12 with 250 or more snaps. Regardless of the year of the linebacker, PFF ranks him as the fifth highest graded Pac-12 linebacker. Now, I, I cited PFF in there multiple times, and I get it. Like sometimes when you say PFF, people just kind of tune out; they don't necessarily care. Or if PFF really helps them prove their point, now all of a sudden it matters. So whatever PFF has in their like secret sauce for their grading system, regardless, like uh, Richie, you remember just talking about this before the podcast. Like we we talked about Eric Gentry earlier this week, and, and we're just talking him up in our linebackers segment uh, for 2022, right? we think he's really good um essentially the essentially people voting for him to be uh pac-12 uh all freshman team they think he's really good now we have several other people that include uh people who got to place votes from like espn pff uh i, I can't remember there's like two other big sources that i remember reading about but uh regardless like a lot of big people um they also are watching eric gentry play and they think he's a really big deal To be on the same list as like CJ Stroud as as well as uh, many many others that made that list, that is a really big deal. That does not necessarily guarantee really big deal. It does not guarantee future uh, success. So I get it. Like we saw Gentry in a a more limited role this season. So if he gets a lot more snaps, I'm not saying it's going to happen. But maybe he gets a little bit more exposed because other people are watching his tape. Again, I'm not saying that's going to happen. It's definitely a big deal. A lot of reasons for us to be excited about him and his future going forward. Uh, so good for him. well deserved. Dude, one hundred
0: percent. And I mean, let, let's uh, let's put this in a perspective real quick, where we uh, just to gush more about Eric Gentry because not we not don't that do we that need, enough.
1: I was gonna say we don't need an excuse to do this. We haven't stuff, gushed about him in four seconds. Let's do it again.
0: Okay, perfect. I was gonna say, i feel I feel like the timer's kind of running up. I don't have my watch on me, but the the eternal watch in my head is kind of ticking of like, hey, we need to start we need to start gushing about Eric Gentry.
1: you know how we have the sign behind us that says like days since last loss it's also we have another sign behind us now it says like days since we last uh hyped up eric gentry and it's just we're gonna have a bunch of numbers behind us no one's gonna know what they mean unless they've been watching the podcast this whole time so but eric gentry got to talk about him every day so sorry go ahead go ahead no you're good in fact you just
0: inspired me what i would love to do right behind me on all my uh asu footballs there i should get i should get one of those signs that says like uh last uh day since u of a last beat arizona state in like football like obviously Nolan never basketball <laughs> exactly um oh, and, and again real quick do you see they updated that that uh billboard sign on yep. the drive to tucson with the five scores i love that yeah but, for the five consecutive wins yes oh it's the best uh real quick on Eric Gentry, though i just wanted to note that the 45 tackles like that actually is a pretty good amount considering he was the fourth linebacker on your team and yep the leader was uh uh, not connor kyle sully with 88 so i mean gentry wasn't truly that far behind i feel like uh me and you have not given him enough credit for what he did as the fourth linebacker but also when when butler went down and and gentry came in as the starter i mean he flourished he right away came in picked up where darian left off obviously not as dominant because Darien was just so good. But I mean Gentry showed so much promise. He's got to be on that level of like a like lazy comparison. But like
1: the way Merlin Robinson looked as a freshman, the the potential- well, so he was the last linebacker, I think, or even player. He might have even been the last ASU player to make a uh, um I the think freshman. even yeah, I, I think uh uh the same team that we're talking about with, with Gentry right now. I think he was the last one. So yeah honestly i'm not sure
0: if i can think of very many others but the point is eric gentry very very good we're super ecstatic to see him continue to get the high praise that he deserves so with that being said we're going to go ahead and start talking about the overall roundup of all the transfers that are coming to arizona state we got a couple more that are coming in connor our recruiting class may not be great but at least we know how to get those transfers in but first I had to talk to you about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline Bet Online would like to wish you guys a happy new year betting as we continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. From football to basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Connor, let's talk transfers because ASU's got a lot, a lot, a lot of them. Uh, honestly, just rapid fire. Uh, I'm I'm going to throw all the names at you right now. So we have. Emmett Bull, offensive lineman coming from um somewhere in in uh, uh uh South Dakota. Uh we are not the locked on predators, sir.
1: I think uh I think that was changed. <laughs> that was changed from somebody else other than locked on. Sorry about that, guys. Oh man, Anyways, that's funny. Keep going, rapid fire.
0: No, you're good. Emmett Bull, offensive lineman, Des Holmes, interior offensive lineman coming from Penn State. Uh, another, the third offensive lineman is Chris Martinez coming from San Diego state. So there's some competition for the offensive line. We got defensive lineman, Mesta, Nesta Jade Silvera from Miami, Paul Tyson, that really acclaimed quarterback coming from Bama It's Xavier and who quickly is becoming one of the icons of the locked on Sun Devils podcast coming from Wyoming, Messiah Swenson, the absolutely massive six foot eight tight end coming from Missouri. And Rodney Gross, who we're also very, very excited about the linebacker transfer from Mississippi State. Connor, that is a lot of faces. That, If my math is correct, that is eight transfers that are coming in. And all of them could be playing very, very important roles. Like, legitimately, with all the holes that are on this roster because of, because of
1: everyone that's leaving from graduating,
0: a lot of these guys have an inside track to start.
1: Yep. So, as Richie had mentioned, specifically, I want to start with the offensive linemen. We've had three offensive linemen essentially uh transferred through the portal within the last week. Most notably, uh I- I'm struggling to remember Bowl's first name. Uh, what was his first name? Uh that's a great question. I'm glad you asked, Emmett Bull. Emmett Bull. So he comes from uh, essentially a small school in South Dakota, but here's the here's the kicker, pun intended. Um ha. he he is the first. Uh, I was reading this earlier today. He's the first Division II transfer ASU has uh, essentially taken in in over 20 years. And from what I'm reading, they expect him to uh, compete for the right tackle spot. That's a big deal, man. Not, not necessarily even just for us, but for him. So good for him getting Herm Edwards' attention. Um, so there, as you had mentioned, there's a ton of competition for starting spots. Um, Henderson and uh, Ben Scott are both also very mobile. They do not have to stick at both what were they left guard and right tackle, respectively. They don't even necessarily have to stick at those positions. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see a little bit of shuffling just because we have so many new positions to fill along that offensive line that uh, some of these faces we might see in uh, in new places essentially along the offensive line. So I would assume the majority of the offensive line work has probably been done so far. Everyone else we get from here might be a little bit more depth or at least people to come in and compete. Um, but yeah, very exciting for uh for bowl for uh, a division two transfer. So that's yeah what's really cool
0: what's really cool with him is he was the big creep cream of the crop i have already said that tonight that that's just lazy at this point richie but he asu was like top shelf for him he did have some other offers from well-known universities uh the one like that illinois. Of here, illinois state north dakota oh. not north dakota state or else i would have gone there for a championship sacramento state and Weber state so it's not like they were, like, a, a bunch of no-name colleges. Like, those are Power five decently schools, known schools that play against Power 5 competition. It just so mm-hmm. happens that Arizona State actually is Power 5. So, there you go. Just cool little get. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Woo! Now, that's twice today. Bless you. If you do a third one, I think you get kicked out of the podcast. I was going to say, I'm
0: pretty sure that I get kicked
1: off of my own podcast for a day. I don't make the rules up, but... Uh, now, so the, the kid from uh, Miami, let's talk about him. He's going to be a big deal to help you kind of replace and, and help me with the name. He's um, DJ Davidson, the, Tyler Johnson. No, no, no. The kid coming from Miami. What was his name? Uh, Nesta. Let,
0: me, let, me sw- let me switch over my, my tabs. Uh, De- Des Holmes is the lineman. You're
1: thinking of Nesta J. Yeah, yeah, so um, he's going to help, I think, come in and replace DJ Davidson a little bit. So you're going to have him and Lole. But then you're also going to have some really good depth. We've talked up a lot about uh, uh, B.J. Green and Omar Norman Mott, right? Like to have some of those guys be rotational players, that's going to be huge. Uh, So I'm not quite sure if uh, has quite lived up to his um, his scouting hype, per se, because I know he was a blue chip kind of player when he was uh, coming from high school over to Miami. So that's a big, big deal for ASU. Um, And and if anything, like we, we still want quality, right? If we're losing some of these players, you really do need quality. But again, to leave guys, younger guys like B.J. Green and Omar Norman lot in that rotational spot or to, to essentially replace one of them if they're having to deal with somebody missing time due to an injury, I really, really like that rotation. So he's going to be a nice big addition as well. Literally big, 6'2
0: and 306 pounds is what they have him listed at. So yeah, Nesta is going to play a very important role. All those offensive linemen are going to find a way to get a shuffle in. Uh, we talked a lot about Paul Tyson already, so I don't want to feed a fed horse here, but Sure. Paul Tyson is definitely going to be a quarterback who's going to push Jaden. I think he's more or less the the outlook for twenty twenty three when Jaden seemingly is going to be safe for twenty twenty two. I I feel like there's no one in the world who's going to push him, short of like a a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young coming here, but that's never going to happen. Um, and I what what's this? I'm I'm holding we, my breath. We're getting both of them. I wish no that that's just the voice in my head that loves to tell me. Lies about the Arizona State football team like that. We're going to go undefeated and win the championship. But anyways, Paul, Paul Tyson is definitely going to be a guy long term for the Sun Devils. I believe. I don't know if I, I believe in him to do it this year. Uh, another guy don't want to feed the fed horse is and Valadie. Absolute stud. Really, really excited for him as well. We'll see how the rolls end up shaking out for the Arizona State Sun Devils there. We haven't talked I think last- about Swinson either, though
1: one of the, the last new ones this week though would be Ethan long um so uh Ethan long one of our our quarterbacks essentially it was more so like him and Trenton Bourget kind of battling for that third string spot uh long will be transferring uh, I, I'm not quite sure what the uh comment was I did see a tweet from him earlier today just so I'm making or like, essentially like just like so I'm being clear I'm playing quarterback not tight end so I'm curious if some people just think he's got that athletic build to to kind of play that position versus quarterback. But uh, we are losing a little bit of depth, but you lose Ethan long, you bring in Paul Tyson uh, again, Tyson after this year, I think is a really good shot to be that starter. So we'll, we'll kind of see where that goes. I, I don't think you necessarily lose a whole lot when you lose long and bring in Tyson, uh, you, you lose maybe a guy who doesn't know the playbook as well, but he'll have time, right? Especially if Jaden starting this year, he'll have time to learn that playbook.
0: Yeah, that definitely feels like a long-term play. A uh, pin tweet from Ethan long yesterday. clarify i am entering the portal as a quarterback not a tight end so and it also listed in his bio that he came in as an asu athlete so good for him for specifying that he wants to be a quarterback when he was recruited he was recruited as an athlete but props to him for sticking to his guns and believing in himself to be the quarterback of the future for a team we wish him all the luck in the world absolutely no no bad blood between Ethan Long and the Arizona State Sun Devils. It will be very interesting to see Borgay and Tyson competing with each other for that quarterback two rule, though, Connor. That I think yeah. that's going to be a very underrated
1: story of the 2022 offseason here. I, I think you're totally right, because I think that might give us a little bit more of a like, how, how good should we feel about this team? It's not that we don't we don't like Borgay. Uh, he, he's very young so far, right? Uh, but if he's losing two Um, if Paul Tyson is losing to Borgay and we kind of expect him to take over after Dayton leaves. I don't know if that fills me with a ton of confidence. As of now, we do need Paul Tyson to come in. Uh, Not like he was going to over uh, overtake Bryce young over at Alabama. Right. Uh, But, but regardless if Alabama wanted him, I'm okay with it. I I think I even made like a, a kidding, but not kidding kind of joke on the podcast about a week or two ago. And I said like, Hey, Alabama's got, Eight players, I think, who had hit the transfer portal literally the day after uh, the national championship. Like, I wasn't even joking. Like, Eight players said they were entering the transfer portal. I said, I'd be okay if we got one of them. We got one of them. Hopefully, he comes in and is an impact player post-2022. Pretty much. So we got we got all those guys coming in. We
0: haven't talked too much about Messiah Swenson. I think part of that's just because we don't use the tight end that much. But, I mean, if he can find a way to either find a niche as – A run blocker or that Curtis Hodges role where he just gets that big chunk, big chunk yard once, maybe twice a game, and then drops a pass into an interception. I mean, he'd fit right in. And then Rodney Gross, who we are 100% expecting him to compete, like very, very much compete for a starting job next to Eric Gentry for sure. And we're hoping Connor Sully. And quite frankly, Connor, that sounds like a really, really fun linebacking core. But maybe not quite as right. good as
1: last year, but but they have potential for sure.
0: Yes, I, I think it's gonna be a very, very fun linebacking core. Again, that'll that'll be a fun story that we watch. And honestly, we're gonna need them to be because that's gonna be a very young, inexperienced secondary. Me and Connor actually talked about that yesterday on the pod. So if you missed it, make sure to go back and listen. We talked about the linebackers the day before, which would have been the Wednesday edition, and then the Tuesday edition, we talked about the defensive line. So Make sure that you guys are all caught up on that as we previewed the 2022 outlook for all the positions. Last week we did offensive line, or not offensive line, but offense as a whole last year. So be sure that you're tuning into all of that because me and Connor do a lot of really great in-depth coverage of everything. But that actually is going to go ahead and wrap up this Friday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, making us your first listen, and now your first view every single day. As always, this is free and available on all platforms, which includes but is not limited to Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast in audio form. We're there, and now we're on YouTube as well. Help us get that algorithm up and going for us. We would absolutely love it. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Share with your friends. Tell us to come watch uh, two of the most handsome guys in the whole world that represent everything that we stand for over here at Locked On Sun Devils. Make sure that you're following us as well on Twitter, myself at Richie brads 36 Connor at Cedrios, and of course the Locked on Sun Devils page as well at LO underscore Sun Now that you've listened to us, go ahead and make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Just like the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, it's free and available on all platforms. And until next time, you keep it locked right here. Unlocked on Sun Devils.